Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying to try told him I'm a beast, blood. What's up, gang? Welcome back to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. I should have brought some balls out here that I could juggle uh, for those of you watching. I don't got a ton of skills, but one of one of the little small talents is I know how to I, I can juggle. Not like eight things like people in the circus, but I can, I can juggle three three balls. Should have started juggling. We're going to talk about juggling life. Um, I've had a lot of questions pour in on the Grindcast about, you know, how do you handle all the responsibilities in life? And I I think, you know, and I'm okay with, with you know, being contended in this, but I'm not a fan of work-life balance. I don't, I don't think it truly exists. Um, I think that the way to get the balance that people think they want is to first go imbalanced. That if you show me anybody that's accomplished greatness in life, I'll probably be able to point you in a direction where they don't look balanced and, and they went all in. They either still go a lot all in or they put in an obsessive amount, absurd amount of time up front to give them and afford them this flexibility in life that people uh, want because people want it all. And, and everything in life, typically to, to go up, you have to give up. John Maxwell says, in order to go up, you got to grow up. In order to go up, you got to get up. You got to wake up. You got to get up off the ground when you get knocked down. You got to give up something in order to gain something of more value. And so I think a lot of times people are waiting for this silver bullet of how do I get to, you know, have fun and enjoy my life and have money and resources and, you know, get things done at work and all these other things. If, if you show me a fighter that, that wants to win a world title, they can't be worried about balance. They're, they're going to have to be obsessed with training, recovering two, three, four day, times a day and traveling around the world to get the best training partners, moving if they have to, sacrificing money in the beginning, you know, all these other things for years and years and years and years and years. And then when you see them at 50 years old or 40 years old, when they don't have to do that, they may have resources that afford them or a platform now that affords them the ability to look like they have this life where they just enjoy everything and they don't have to work very hard. But all of that stuff was created for 10, 20 years of nonstop grinding. And so I think a part of what you need to do on your journey while you're building up to this balance that everybody seeks out is you got to learn how to juggle. It's about juggling. And, and when you're building something, what I mean by juggling is, is you, when you juggle the key to juggling, and I learned this um, from T.D. Jakes, for any of you that, um, you know, spiritually follow pastors or anything like that, T.D. Jakes is my guy. And so he talked about it's like juggling balls, that the key is you can't have any one ball in your hand too long or you won't be able to catch that other ball that's getting ready to land in your in your hand and you got to picture it like glass balls so if you drop a ball and it breaks you know we're in trouble so I think 
you know, you look at what balls do you have to juggle? You know, I, I'll just use the three, you know, basic, you know, things of I have family that, that, that I have to juggle. I have business that I got to juggle and I got myself care, taking care of yourself that I got to juggle. And so you could think of what are your three main balls and the key is not to hold any one ball too long to where that other ball drops on the ground and just completely, you know, crashes. And so the way that I would suggest doing this and, you know, I don't want to be braggadocious in any way uh, or, or act like I have all the answers. Um, but I can tell you, I feel that in my household that my wife and I with three kids and a business and two nonprofits that we have started that has taken an absurd amount of time and energy, um, that we have a very good, healthy rhythm and healthy family life that provides uh, an opportunity to, to look like we can do it all. And so what we've, you know, what I've done is you know, I look at 168 hours or in a week and, and I have to go here for you because this is the key to it all to me is the scheduling and planning. I think people don't schedule and plan enough. So I'll just give you an example of I'll look at my schedule for yesterday. So yesterday I was training at 530 in, uh, 5.45 in the morning. I started training jujitsu. And that went until 7. And then I, I went and hit the sauna. Uh, obviously, you got to shower, get dressed, you know, all that stuff. Uh, I got prayer in before jujitsu and breath work. And then I had meetings all day. Uh, meetings, podcasts, all of that stuff until about 3.30, nonstop. Uh, picked up my wife and we drove to Youngstown, Ohio uh, to be with John Maxwell at an event they held in Youngstown, Ohio. And my mentor, uh, who's been like a dad to me, you know, Jim Tressel, uh, invited me. And, and we went to be with and around uh, John Maxwell, who those of you guys that don't know John Maxwell, he's the number one leadership author uh, ever in the world and he's living and breathing right now. I've learned so much from John Maxwell. It was the first book that I've ever read in, in my adult life uh, was 21 Laws of Leadership. And so we went to Youngstown and we had to be there by 4.30. So we got there, drove 3.30, I picked my wife up. We left like Zoom, straight on the road, 4.30. We left um, Youngstown area, probably about eight something got home nine something and and what I did is I set out all our I set out all my clothes for the next day steamed the the suit jacket uh, sports coat pants uh, hung it up in the mud room downstairs packed my bag for the next day of everything that I needed to get showered and dressed uh, the next day put my sweats out that I was gonna wear because we did boxing this morning put my sweats out that I was going to wear, put, took my vitamins that I take in the morning, a couple 
a probiotic and some things. I set everything out in advance uh, of that before. And then I, and then I planned on, I looked at today, you know, at today and I said, okay, what do I have on my schedule? Well, my kids, uh, I take my kids to school on Fridays. So today was my day to take the kids to school. And so if I look at that, I say, okay, uh, the kids, I have to leave the house to take the kids to school by 725. So I got up at 530. I got to bed about 1030. Uh, Aura Ring gave me credit for almost seven hours of sleep. My sleep was, all my sleep scores and numbers was on point. And I ended up um, getting up about 5.30. And I, I got downstairs. I did my whole routine. I hydrated myself and prayed, read some scripture. You know, all that whole process takes about a half hour. And then I, I spent the next 45 minutes to an hour reading books and highlighting things in there for my self-growth and then I share those things with other people and then I I took my kids everything was already they got up and running I put all the bag in the trunk put their bags in the trunk my bag in the trunk everything set up and we were off and out of the house by 725 and drove and I took my kids to school and so I say all that to tell you you know you'll see in my life, it looks a lot like um, balance, and, and that comes from two different things. Um, one is organization and planning, scheduling, everything in advance. Everything, I had to look at my schedule. Everything is booked to the moment. I think about how long is it going to take me to drive. Oftentimes, I'll put, you know, 7 to 7.30 drive time. Think about how long it takes you to dress and shower. You put all these things in your schedule. And then what that does is it helps you to not think. You just, you react throughout the whole day. You're just looking at what the schedule says to do. We've already thought about this because you can't have intentions. You, you Everybody has good intentions. It's about what you do. And so I intentionally put time in there where I look at my week and I say, okay, where, where's the time with the kids? Where are you going to put that at? What, what hours are you spending with them this week? Like if I look at tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning after I do some uh, calls, so I'm going to be on work calls from 8 to 9, and then 9 o'clock in my schedule it says to take Enzo, my, my youngest son, who's two and a half, to get coffee. Obviously he doesn't drink coffee. Uh, but we're going to be there for an hour and a half is in my schedule. There's a play area that he can play in and I'll drink some coffee and I'm going to hang with him and play toys and just get some one-on-one -on -one time with him because I don't always get one-on-one -on -one time with him. But what I want you to get from that is it's scheduled. And I think if you were to go through my work week, uh, you would see me working, you know, anywhere from 40 to 60 hours a week right now. And, Sometimes I travel, you know, next week I'm on the road a couple days and so I'm gone. I don't get to see the kids for two, three days, you know, whatever it is. And so, but all of this is planned out and, and you have 168 hours in a week. I want you to pretend that you had $168 given to you and you had to think about where you wanted to spend it. You know, how much did you want to invest for later, right? Because if you get money, 
and you want to make more money later, you invest that money. And so you, how much of that money do you want to invest? How much of that money do you, do you need to spend on food? How much of that, of that money do you want to give to others in tithe or give to, to people that uh, don't impact you? How much of that money do you, do you want to spend on things that you like to do? And basically, if you look at time as money, that's the best example that I can give you. So if I have 168 hours, I look at, well, how much of that do I want to give to others? How much can I afford to give to others? How much of that time do I want to invest into our future? Because the more money you give now, the more money you get down the road. The more time that you give now, the more time that you get down the road. And so how much of that time do I want to invest into the future? Um, what that means is, working a little bit extra harder than I probably have to so the future looks brighter. What is the standard, you know, minimum that I have to work? How many hours do I want to spend on sleep? How many hours do I want to spend on exercise, fitness, mentally, physically, spiritually, uh, growing myself? So you could look at that as personal development. And you plan all of these hours out. And I think if you planned all the hours out, you would be shocked at how many hours that you have. I think people get so afraid of 60 hours a week of work. I mean, I think you can get a ton of work done in 60 hours a week. And not every week do I work 60. Some weeks some weeks I work 80. Some weeks I work 30. Some weeks I work 60. But, but let's say a 60-hour work week. If I start that, you know, day of work, getting things done truly, and I'm not like, it ain't a work. I'm not working if I'm doing bicep curls. That's personal development. But if I start my day working at 7 o'clock in the morning and I go till 5 o'clock in the afternoon, that's a 10-hour day. If I go from 7 in the morning till 7 o'clock at night, that's a 12-hour that's a twelve hour day. If I put five of those together, you know, that's, that's 60 hours. I think you can put into your schedule, you know, if I look at 168 hours, and, and say, okay, uh, I'm going to spend an hour uh, of the 168 making, uh, giving to people. I'm going to spend 10 hours a week in personal development. That would be going to church, reading books, um, prayer, exercise, fitness, whatever it is, Okay. So now we're down to, what is that, 157. And then how many hours do I need to sleep? Let's say seven hours a, a, a day. That's 49, okay? So we subtract 49 from that 157. So we got 108 hours left, and you slept great, okay? Out of those 108 hours, how long does it take me to get dressed and, and showered? For me, it takes me a half hour. For you, may take you an hour. So if it takes you an hour every day, there's seven hours. You still got 101 hours. How many hours do you want to work? 60. You still got 41 hours. So at this point, we have, we have read, prayed, um, exercised, showered, slept, uh, all those things, and we still have 101 hours. Now we worked 60 hours. We still got 41 hours. You already slept, worked, grinded, poured into yourself, all of that. 
You got 61 hours. What do you want to do? What do you want to do with that? You can essentially give 20, 30 hours of that to your to your family. And so there's where the time goes right there. Now, for some of you, that 20, 30 hours may need to be, I'm going to go 12 hours a day, Saturday and Sunday. For, for some of you, it may be, I got to give during the Monday through Friday work week schedule. It may be four hours a day, five days a week. There's 20. And then another 10 hours on the weekend or, you know, whatever it may be. But you could find that good time. And sometimes if you can't have a lot of time, you can spend quality time. How much time do you need to spend with your wife? How much time do you need to spend with your husband? And so first I think you should just look at it, like just write it on paper and say, what do I want to do with all these hours? How much do I want to put into myself? How much do I want to put in building my business? How much do I want to put in to sleep? How much? And then what you do is you just go plug those things in on a weekly basis. Don't be so married to it that if you need to put personal development 15 hours instead of 10 hours, you know, one week, that's fine. If you need to work 50 hours one week instead of 60, that's fine. You know, whatever, you, you can make adjustments, but you have a baseline. And then you kind of use that as a baseline, and then you go into the next week, and then you just start making your schedule. And when you make that schedule, you can put some of your priorities in there. So it's the old science project of I got two big glass jars, and I got, you know, three big rocks and, and I put all these little small pebbles in first, and then I try to put the three big rocks in. And then the three big rocks don't fit. And so that, I would, I would give an example of people that make the excuses of I don't have time for myself, or I don't have time for my family, or whatever it is. The other empty jar, if you put those three big rocks in first, then put all the pebbles in, what you'll find out is that they all fit. The pebbles just go around those three balls. And so I think you put your priorities in there of a couple big things that you know you got to do. You know, I'm not going to miss. Uh, I, I take my kids to school twice a week typically. Some weeks I can't. Most weeks I do. I'm not taking them every single day. I'd like to, but it just don't. I'm not judging nobody that does less or somebody that does more or whatever it is. I just, for me and my schedule, it don't work. I got to grind. I got to put the work in. We got a team. Part of that team is my wife is an MVP in some areas and a CEO in some areas. And and she got to take the, the uh, she's the captain, you know, of that ship and got to carry the load and get more carries uh, of the ball sometimes. And so I'll take them once or twice a week. I'll pick them up twice a week. Um, I'll have a certain amount of hours. I don't help them with their homework every single night, but I do help them with homework probably one or two times a week. And, I make it to most games. I don't miss, I try not to ever miss games, but sometimes I got to miss, sometimes I got to miss some games. And be, because I worked so hard in the beginning and invested so much in the beginning, it has afforded me the ability to do some things today that I wanted to do. You know, I can help coaching some things because I put the work in, you know, over the last 18 years. You know, in the beginning 10 years, I went all in and, and before I had any kids and put all the time in. I didn't count well, how many hours. I didn't count the hours. Didn't matter to me. Whatever it took to get the job done, 
whatever somebody else was working, I probably was working a little bit harder. Those things, those things got me the down the road life that people look at and say, oh, I wish I had, I wish I had that. Well, you got to invest. And they say the, be the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. And the next best time to plant a tree is today. And so if you didn't put the work in, don't beat yourself up for 20 years ago or 10 years ago or five years ago. Just start putting the work in today because down the road, that's going to pay off for you in your schedule. And so I think living by that schedule and then in the let's say you got a super busy day, set alarms that say, all right, you got to stop at three o'clock, set an alarm and that alarm clock will, will, will ring and, and remind you and go off. OK, if if you're young with little obligations, like you don't have a ton of, you don't have kids, you don't have a wife, you don't have all these other things. There's no excuse that you can't pay the price right now because you got to pay right now to play later. If you want to play down the road, you have a vision of yachts and vacations and three, four different houses or in different places and being able to have all this fun and all that. You have to be able to say no to things that are fun sometimes and say yes to doing more work because that's the thing 10 years from today that's going to give you the life that you desire. And people will tell you 10 years blows by in a blink of an eye. And so the life that you want 10 years from today is paved with the work and the sweat equity of the things that you're willing to do and the things that you're willing to give up right now. The more things that you do and the more things that you're willing to give up right now, typically the better life you're going to have, you know, 10 years from today. And, and, and I think a lot of times people, when you look at investing, they, they don't understand compounding interest. So, you know, if, if I give, um, you know, if I give a hundred thousand dollars to an investment and it, and it makes me 10% annually, it, it makes me $10,000 a year. That's not a lot. That's not enough to retire, but compounding interest is over seven years. If I just, that it earns me 10%, I don't spend the 10% it earns me. That hundred thousand over seven years turns into 200,000. Over another seven years, it turns into 400,000. Over another seven years, that's 21 years, it would turn into 800,000, almost a million dollars. Now, essentially, you can make 80 grand a year. There's a lot of people that live comfortably on 80 grand a year. You could essentially retire for the rest of your life on that 80 grand a year. But it started out with a small investment. Understand that small investment that I gave you was just a one-time investment of $100,000. It's not 100000 every year. It's 100000 one time. And so if, if you put more in right now, what discourages people to invest is because it's a little bit of money that you get back. It's not a lot. There's a quote out there that says, those that do more than what they're paid to do eventually will be paid for more than what they do. And so you got to be willing to pay. You got to be willing to do more upfront than what you're paid to do. You could look and say, well, I worked 60 hours this week and I only made $500 or I worked 70 hours over the last, you know, six months and I only made, you know, X amount of dollars, whatever it is. Well, welcome to investing. Welcome to 
Those are the things that it has required of almost every single person that has built something super successful as an entrepreneur. Go talk to fighters that you watch make $2 million on one fight. They'll tell you about their first 10 fights when they made negative and they could barely afford their bills and sponsors or got them through and they didn't barely have health insurance. And now you see them make $2 million for a fight and you think you want to be a fighter so you can make $2 million. Well, the only way you make $2 million is you do all that work up front where you don't make any money or you get $500 for a fight. And so you can't start counting the hours because it don't make sense of I put in all this time and I only I put in 60 hours and I only made 600 bucks. Well, that's 10 bucks an hour. I could have worked at Walmart, you know, and made that. Yeah, that's true. But you might not be able to work at Walmart and create residual income for yourself 10 years from today that pays you $600 a day to sit on your couch. But everybody wants the $600 a day to sit on their couch, but they don't want the hours in the beginning to building something special. And so you got to be able to to understand that, you know, people look at and I'll just give myself as an example. You ask my mother, you ask anybody that was around me in the first five years of the of the building phase of this business. Even today, I pride myself on work ethic. But in the beginning, people want to know what my schedule was all day. Every day was my schedule. How many hours? Whatever it took all day. I was obsessed. I thought about it all day building the business. I was in love with it. Thought about it all day. You ever fall in love with somebody? You think about them all day? You're obsessed? I saw a thing about Bones Jones recently posted that, you know, he got a fight coming up with, with Stipe, and, he, and he's saying, I think about him all the time. You know, when I'm watching my kids play, you know, he ends up crossing my mind. When I go to bed, I'm thinking about him. And that, that's, that's what it takes to be a champion. He's in the heat of the moment of building something right now. He ain't going to be doing that at 60 years old. But when he's 60 years old, people are going to throw rose petals at his feet for one of be, being one of the greatest of all time. He was one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest, because of, because of being obsessed. And so you got to be obsessed in my schedule up front. What I did up front was I, I, didn't, I didn't barely ever go out, barely ever. Um, I worked weekends. I worked evenings. I didn't go to everybody's birthday parties and babies' birthday parties and baptisms and graduations and all this other stuff. I just worked. Now, if you already got a family, it's still possible to grind and be great. You could, you could still grind and be a great spouse. Don't use that as an excuse. The key to that is scheduling, like I told you before. And be present. Like, you got to make your, your, your quantity quality of I may not spend 40 hours a week with my son, Enzo, but I'm going to try to give him a, a, an hour and a half straight on Saturday of just my undivided love and attention, no phone, no nothing, as, as an example of that one day. I may not be there every day to pick up and drop off my kid, you know, to school or whatever it is, but I'll take my son an hour early before practice and I'll throw balls to him and I, and we'll bat and we'll go through all these things and I'll, I'll make sure that I'm completely focused on him. So I think the the quality time that you get with your wife, husband, spouse, kids, and then also same thing with your business of if you can't give as much in the business as younger people in the business that are, uh, 
don't have the responsibilities that you have, you got to make your business hours more quality because I could, I watch some of our young people in our business say they're working so hard nine to nine. And, and, and again, that's their choice. We ain't forcing them to do nothing, but they'll say that they work and they'll count working as just like breathing oxygen around the office. And that's not working. Just like people in the gym, there's people that can go spend two and a half hours in the gym and you can get accomplished what they got accomplished in 45 minutes and be in better shape. And so when you're working, you got to just stay focused and work, not be texting people on social media, BSing, talking to all your workers and, you know, all this other stuff, like get to work, stay focused. When it's family time, be present. Are you engaging with your kids? Or are you scrolling on your phone? The key is investing time and not just spending time. And then you got to be able to cut out the time wasters. So, you know, I got friends of mine that, that, you know, they'll, so I train, everybody knows most of the time, 90 plus percent of the time I train my body or in, in martial arts, I'll train it early in the mornings and I'm done early. And the reason for that is I feel like I need to be serving my people and serving my family through the hours that everybody else is, is, is up and, and ready to rock. And then I have, you know, people, friends of mine that'll say, you know, I'll, I'll say, man, you, you know, you putting in too much time golfing, you putting in too much time with these video games, you know, stuff that you're doing, you know, and you ain't made it yet. And they, they've said, well, my, me golfing is just like you playing, you know, you doing jujitsu. You know, I, I only golf, you know, once or twice a week, maybe it's 10 hours, whatever, same as you, you know, 10 hours or, you know, or whatever. The difference is my time is while my wife and kids are sleeping. Their time is when their wife and kids are awake. My time is when my kids and my wife are sleeping and all of my people are typically sleeping or they don't want to talk to me at 630 in the morning. So business isn't rocking. So I'm not taking time away from the business. I'm taking time away from myself that I got to take my butt to bed at night and I got to get my butt to bed in the morning, but it's not the same hours. That's why I've been such a proponent of getting up early. You would think at this point in my career that I feel like I've earned the right. So many people think that they've, they're owed so much. They, they have this entitlement attitude that I've been at this for so long. You know, I deserve to do this or I deserve to do that. I don't think I deserve anything. What I understand is that you're only as good as your last home run. John Maxwell said you're only as good as the last book that you wrote. Uh, as a head coach of a football team professionally, you're only as good as your last season. In our business, I believe you're only as good as your, as your last production report. And so I don't think that any of my games that I won 10 years ago are, are supposed to afford me respect and love from my people today how does it help the kid or somebody trying to build a business here in their first six months or year based off of what I did 12 years ago and, and me just being lazy you know right now um, yeah it gives me some freedom and flexibility to do some certain things I can pay to hire people to help me do some certain things to buy time that's a whole nother you know so people you know I've had people throw jabs at me I'll give you an example of of having a driver so I got a driver sometimes once in a while that will drive me. It's not about being snooty. I remember where I come from. 
I go I go play with kids and and, and uh, pick up kids in places that I, I bet you probably wouldn't even ever want to go. You'd be scared to death. And I take myself out there. And it's not about thinking that I'm better than anybody else. It's about not putting other people's lives in jeopardy because I have so much work to do some days that I'm going to take calls and I'm going to text people and I'm going to email whether I should or I shouldn't. I just know myself. It's, it's not possible for me to waste 10 hours. I don't have 10 hours to waste or five hours to waste. And so if I have some travel or I have a lot of places to drive, I'll, I'll, I'll hire a driver and you look at and you say, oh, man, that's wasteful. Is it just being snooty or whatever? And you, you look at, you know, let's say you pay somebody uh, for a day, you know, four hundred dollars or three hundred dollars. I'm looking at man, I've 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 broke rims that cost me thousands of dollars because I wasn't paying attention. What if I hurt somebody or wreck my car? How much is that going to cost me? What if I lose my cell phone because I'm not paying attention? What is that going to cost me? And then how about if that person bought me four hours of me getting work done for a couple hundred dollars? That's how you buy time is you buy time from hiring people to do things that could cause you to make more money with your time, such as I don't cut my grass. It's not because I'm snooty. It's not because I'm a snob. It's not because I'm not a man. It's not because I don't want to do this or that, or I don't build sheds or I don't build things. And I'm not knocking people that build things. You know, number one is I can't build stuff. I could learn. I could do anything I put my mind to. For me in my life, don't mean it's your life. Now, if I saw that, some people, they say, man, that's a stress reliever for me. Great. I would put that under the mind, body, spirit part. That's in the mental part of your mental and personal growth and health. And so, but for me, it doesn't do anything for my mind. And so I, I look at it. If, if I'm doing yard work for three hours, I could have gave that three hours to a new superstar in our business that's in his first six months or in her first six months. And I could have gave them three hours of my time. And if I would have gave them three hours of my time, how much better would they have been in the business? How much more revenue would they have made for the business and for themselves? And so that's the example that I would give you um, in investing into things that are going to help you make more money. Don't spend your time on doing dumb things that aren't going to bring you a return, but invest your time into things that are going to bring you a return. Cut out all the time wasters. Look at the things that you waste time on and be real with yourself. Cut those things out. You know, you can't be great and still be a part of your bowling league sometimes. You can't be great and still golf three times a week. Sometimes. Sometimes it ties right into your business. I don't know. You know, if I'm out there on the golf course and I'm mentoring, I know there's a lot of golf lovers out there, so don't get mad at me, all of y'all. Okay, I ain't, I ain't hating on you. I'm just saying if I'm spending 10 hours on a golf course, they say you're supposed to get some business done. So if you could get business done, take two young people or take people that you're trying to mentor and develop. Take two people and, and build a relationship with them out there and golf your face off because that makes sense to me. You know, that that's how you blend and use your time wisely. I just got to make sure that that you're not wasting your time on things that you need to be investing your time into to give you a better life down the road. And I would even schedule downtime, just like athletes schedule recovery. You know, you got to schedule downtime and try to be disciplined with your downtime. Like 
other than a state of emergency, you're probably not most nights, you're not going to be able to get me to answer my phone after nine o'clock because that's some downtime. Uh, other than a state of emergency or a planned call, you're probably not going to get me to answer you uh, early in the morning, uh, eight o'clock or, or before, because that's my downtime. That's my time to myself. And so schedule your downtime, draw boundaries around your life and be disciplined with it. And so, you know, my goal was to just help you with everybody got their 168. You got 168. I got 168. You know, when people say, man, I just can't find the time out there. I ain't never been walking down the street and said, you know what? Hey, logs. I found five hours right there, bro. You want it or you want me to take it? There's an extra five hours we just found. Don't work that way. You you keep looking for time. You ain't going to find it. You're giving the same amount of hours I am. I'm giving the same amount of hours as Oprah Winfrey. Can you believe that? They gave her and me the same amount of hours? And probably she's where she's at because she used the hours that she was given wisely. And so you look at your 168. We're all humans and given 168. You spend your 168 hours wisely and learn that to get the balance that you're looking for, you probably need to become imbalanced up front and go all in and learn how to juggle uh, some things. And the key is don't drop any major balls by holding any major ball too, too long. I'm not saying uh, be obsessed to the point where you lose your family. That's not what I'm saying. I pride myself on family. I pride myself on being a husband. I pride myself on being a father. I pride myself on being a coach that tries to help his people become better fathers and husbands just like somebody did me or better wives and daughters or, you know, whatever whatever it may be. Um, I'm just saying that, that you can't make excuses and have success at the same time. If you're trying to be great, there's a certain amount of effort that, that goes into it in the beginning. So get get your hands get your hands ready to juggle some things. Get your mind ready to juggle some things, schedule some things, no excuses, just make adjustments and improvements and uh, keep grinding. Hopefully this helps some of you. If this helped you, please, would you do me a favor and share it with somebody else that, that we can help together? And uh, as always, I really appreciate you could have spent this 38, 39 minutes with anybody and you chose to spend it with me. And, and uh, I'm grateful for that. So hopefully it touched your heart, made a difference in your life. And thank you for joining us on another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready, it's a new day.